Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Clocked In with the Press, hosted at Altman Studios in Brentwood, California. In this podcast, we highlight individuals or organizations in the community that we believe deserve your attention. If there's a story to tell, then we plan to share it. Not everything stated in this podcast is supported by or reflects the beliefs of the press. If you have something to share with us, please let us know on Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn or on Facebook at ThePress.net. I'm your host, Caitlin Gleason, clocking in. For the story of the day, we get to talk to the Community Connections Director of Futures Explored, Letitia Wiesner, as well as the Executive Director, Karen Smith. Futures Explored is a nonprofit organization that focuses on providing access and aid to individuals with intellectual or developmental disabilities. However, before we introduce them to the show, let's go over the top stories of the week. I would like to take this opportunity to extend my deepest gratitude to all of those who have served, are currently serving, and will serve for the sacrifices they make and the bravery they display. There are not enough words that I could use to describe the ways in which life is blessed by our military, and I hope that all of them know just how much we as members of the community owe them. To all the military members, past, present, and future, thank you so much for your service. On to some current event news, Oakley has announced who their official city manager will be. In a not-too-surprising chain of events, the Oakley City Council voted 5-0 at their November 9th meeting to appoint interim city manager Joshua McMurray to the role of city manager permanently. McMurray has been an employee of the city for 13 years, serving most recently as community director prior to his appointment as interim manager. The appointment was made in April after Brian Montgomery, Oakley City Manager since 2005, announced that he would be leaving to accept a city manager role in Indio in Southern California. We look forward to see how things change with the removal of the title interim, if there is bound to be any changes at all. Next, a longtime Heritage High School teacher has been honored with an award after being nominated by one of his former students. Dave Fogelstrom, an educator and coach for nearly 30 years in the East Bay, has been honored with the Teacher of Impact Award from St. Mary's College in Moraga. According to the St. Mary's College website, the Teacher of Impact Award is for students to recognize teachers who they feel have had the greatest impact on their lives. Fogelstrom was nominated by one of his former Heritage students, Jenna Taylor. According to Heritage High School Principal Carrie Wells, anytime a former student takes the time to recognize a teacher with an award, such as the Teacher of Impact Award, it is a meaningful honor for the staff members and a testament to their hard work and dedication to their profession, while also recognizing an impactful high school teacher who helped their students. Next up, two people were seriously injured in a shooting on Lone Tree Way in Antioch on November 10th. Antioch police responded to a report of shots fired at the Sinclair gas station located at 3720 Lone Tree Way just before 11 a.m., according to a press release by the department. Shortly after, police dispatch received a call from a local hospital stating that two gunshot victims had arrived at the emergency room, one with a wound to his head and the other with a wound to his abdomen. As of 4 p.m. that afternoon, one victim was listed in critical condition and the other one in grave condition. Suspects in the shooting were still at large at the time of release with investigators actively following up on leads. No further information was made available regarding the victims or potential suspects. Lastly, Antioch police assisted in the arrest of three suspects connected with a string of armed robberies that struck 25 businesses over a 90-day period. Beginning in August, a series of armed robberies occurred in Pittsburgh, Antioch, Brentwood, Bay Point, Clayton, and Concord, according to a statement released by Antioch police on November 8th. 
Robberies occurred over a 90-day period at about 25 businesses. Police described the suspects as Hispanic males in their late teens or early 20s who were wearing masks. Investigators believe the incidents were related. Following an armed robbery in Concord on November 3rd, police notified other involved agencies leading to officers stopping a vehicle with three occupants in Bay Point believed to be associated with the crime spree. Pittsburgh residents Samuel Banales Melena, who was 18, Jonathan Medina Flores, who was 20, and Rogelio Medina Flores, who was also 18, were taken into custody following the discovery of evidence of the robberies in the vehicle. Following the arrests, a series of search warrants were served in Pittsburgh that yielded further evidence linking the suspects to the string of robberies. The case was presented to the district attorney's office on November 5th, resulting in the filing of felony charges with enhancements for all three suspects. Those were the top weekly stories. Now let's get back to talking about the story of the day. Letitia, Karen, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Caitlin. We're um, very appreciative to be here, and we're excited to talk about Futures Explored, our programs, and um, specifically about community connections. So thank you so very much. Of course. I'm really excited to talk about this organization, too. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your roles with Futures Connections. I am the Community Connections Director, Mm -hmm. and a little bit about Futures Explored. I joined less than a year ago, but I'm so excited, and we're in the process of revising a lot of the programs as they had been in the past, but looking forward, and one of the things that we're excited with Community Connections is that it, it supports individuals in small groups to be engaged out in the community, just like the name says, Community Connections to be immersed within the communities, and we're hoping to spread the word and Mm -hmm. build our connections. Karen, tell me a little bit about your role. Sure. I'm the executive director, and also I've been with Futures just slightly over a year, and excited to be with Futures. We're at a new point in the direction of the organization. A lot of innovation came out of COVID, Mm -hmm. a lot of excitement, um, new directions, and but still a value that we hold dearly mm-hmm. is that many of our staff have been with the organization 5, 10, 15 years. Oh, wow. And so it is a value, even though Letitia and I are newbies, it's a, it's a strong value and, and important um, for the individuals that we provide services and supports to. They too have been there a long time. And that continuity and that connection is critically important. So when you say newbies, how long have you both been working with Futures Explored? I have been there about five and a half months, but had been in the industry for decades. So um, I come with experience in program uh, development and also operations and directing. So the difference with Futures Explored was the dynamic direction it's going. And the new um, immersion for our participants to engage more in community and have a different modality than a lot of programs do support. What are some of these programs that you guys are kind of talking about? To immerse more with the community, but also partner Mm. with other entities, be it uh, employers, be it other CBOs that we work with, be it government 
but just growing the outreach and also providing some new and exciting opportunities for mm. our participants. Like you were there, Caitlin, with the, the bike giveaway. I was. That was great. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to be awarded six more bicycles, mm-hmm. and we're going to be able to add that to the repertoire we already have with Community Connection so our participants can get out mm-hmm. and do some fun and exciting things. We're looking at kayaking. We're looking at horseback riding. We're looking at really giving our participants new and dynamic options for them. And we Mm -hmm. do practice what we call person-centered planning. And that is where our participants give us the desires that they want. They provide us with what they want to do. Mm -hmm. We don't tell them, they tell us. And they are the pinnacle of what we are about. So there's a big level of open communication between those who participate in the program and those who run the program. Absolutely. In fact, we just went through a strategic planning process and came out with a new mission statement and very intentionally started led by the choice of the participants. And when we use the word participants, those are our individuals that attend our programs. Mm -hmm. And so we're very intentional that it's not what we design as a program that's going to fit their goals and their desires. It's if they have a goal to become more independent, what can we do in design and co-create that so that can occur and happen so that they can lead the life that brings them the most fulfillment in any aspect. And Mm -hmm. so through either our program of community connections, we also have what's called personal wellness um, that provides a a lovely, amazing opportunity for individuals that have less mobility, have more healthcare needs to come and interact social and work on some of those goals. We also have supported employment, Mm -hmm. as it sounds. Individuals that want jobs, we support them in that. Same with education. And then we have three film and media studios, which is a vocational school, where individuals that want to go into film um, have the opportunity to learn and then get jobs. Mm -hmm. So, But again, it's all led by the participant in what they want and how we can support them. So mm-hmm. it's a big shift, and it's super exciting. There's a lot that you guys kind of have to offer, though, in terms of programming and access and participation. For anybody maybe who hasn't heard too much about Futures Explored, where is kind of the geographic area that Futures Explored operates in? Um, community Connections, for instance, we have a location that's called Go Group. Mm-hmm. And Go Group is just like it sounds. They are a group that's on the go. So there are various activities that they attend, and that is located in Livermore. We also have the Artist's Den, and that is in Central Concord. Mm-hmm. And that is something we are revising to be more of an art gallery and a creative center where art local artists can come and participate in creating art. And we would like that to be a place that we can also do some fundraising Mm -hmm. and also have a sell participants artwork because we do have a lot of artists within our, you know, a scope of participants that work within the artist den. Mm -hmm. And we are looking to extend 
that one program. We also have Central Concord. We just acquired a new office, mm-hmm. and that is Connection Central. And we have another Connections East, which are hubs. We provide groups that come in where participants come in, and we take them and do different things out in the community. And this is where we want to expand mm-hmm. that outreach. So we're hoping that listeners will you know, reach us, call us, engage with us and hopefully build with just spreading the word. Mm -hmm. And so Futures Explored spans over the Sacramento region and also the East Bay. So right now we provide services to about 520 individuals Mm. and their ages range from 20 to over 60. Mm. And some of the individuals, as I said, you know, have been with us 20 plus years and more. But we have a lot of folks, actually about 30% of our individuals are in the 20 to 30 age range. Mm -hmm. And so we're a great organization that when individuals leave the K-12 system, then they come to our programs. Mm -hmm. And so we have programs here in Brentwood. And actually, throughout the East Bay, some of the programs Letitia mentioned, about half of our participants, about 250, live in this area. Mm. And then the rest are provided services in the Sacramento area. So we're a very diverse organization. And as your listeners, do call us that we probably have a program or can design a program that fits your needs or that of your family member or a friend or a neighbor. So, you know, obviously you do deal with a very niche group of people. So just for, you know, the clarity of those who are listening and for the clarity of like how your organization operates, could you describe for me the group of people that you do work with? We work with intellectual disabilities Mm -hmm. and also developmental disabilities and those on the spectrum. Whatever the age group is, we do listen Mm -hmm. because there are different varieties of wants and needs from individuals given the different age range that Mm -hmm. we serve. We even take the opportunity to design programs that are going to reach different populations. Mm -hmm. And also, if they're uh, verbal or Mm nonverbal, those that have more medical needs, we also have programs that are designed specifically to serve. Mm -hmm. So there's a big emphasis on creating this idea of empowerment and choice for people Mm -hmm. based on whatever they are capable of doing in that time. When the pandemic hit, what were some of the challenges that Futures Explored had to overcome? I think just providing programs in a more of a virtual world. And we did that, I think, quite seamlessly mm-hmm. and had offerings that, let's say, dance. There was music. There, all the workshops were designed to mimic what would have been done within the program as much as possible. We would provide kits, let's say, for an art class that were provided to our participants that they could follow along. And in doing so, we realized that we can add this now. And the silver lining with the COVID was everyone had to think outside the box, think more creatively, think of ways, how can we continue our programs? And we are now, at this moment, implementing a program just for virtual support professionals to come Mm -hmm. in and provide these workshops, but more interactive more enhanced with what we offer with goals, with the participant goals in mind. So 
If anything, it did allow us to now create another Mm -hmm. offering for our participants, which they're excited about. So you kind of took the challenge and then turned it into an opportunity, and now it's an ongoing effort that you all make. Right. And one of the things that was so impressive is how we quickly pivoted. And also, you can imagine before the pandemic, our type of work is a high touch and at that time a very low technology. Mm. And so a big part of our program is working individually with our participants and I high touch. And so during the pandemic, our staff needed to learn quickly, mm-hmm. Zoom, other virtual ways to deliver. Uh, we had to buy computers that we didn't need before. Mm-hmm. And some of it we needed to train both our staff and our participants how to use it. So from that, really tremendous appreciation for staff to quickly move through this with the dedication to continue to provide service so individuals mm-hmm. weren't isolated at home during this time. The connection piece is critically important for everybody. Mm -hmm. I know for you, for me during the pandemic, that was important. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to do that through providing, uh, through the use of technology. And what are some of the other challenges that Futures Explored faces on a regular basis? Well, this is going to be no surprise because when you talk to any organization or business right now, it's hiring employees. Mm. Even before the pandemic, it was challenging. And so certainly in this environment that we're in right now, where there's just a shortage of employees for many businesses, we too face that. Mm. The downside of that is when we don't have enough employees We can't provide the services that are needed. And so some individuals that are wanting the services maybe aren't getting the the breadth and the amount or services at all. So that when we speak to different communities, we're like, come work for us. We're Mm -hmm. a great organization. We're super fun. We do amazing things. And we really like when individuals come in to the same thing as we do with our participants. What is it that you like to do? Let's match you up and so that you're successful and also let's have you grow through the organization. Mm -hmm. But that is the biggest barrier right now as we're moving from this virtual back to Mm in-person is getting enough employees. And, you know, some of the positions require a high school diploma ability to drive and an ability to learn Mm -hmm. and have fun and embrace what we do. So Futures Explored has not just employee options, but also volunteer options as well? The answer is yes, and that's an area of growth for us. So Mm -hmm. if someone wants to volunteer, give us a call, and I'm sure that we can make it happen. What are some of the best ways in which an individual can help Futures Explored or really become part of it? Besides employment, could it be donation? Could it just be social awareness? Like, how do you all see people just being able to help in whatever way they can and the capacities that they're able to? We really would love for community organizations, be it within this community, outside the community, employers, folks who want to volunteer, work for us, all of it. Mm. Give us a call email us, whichever way, 
We're happy to field any questions that you may have, mm. and we could talk it through. We could we could see what is it that we can help provide for you, and vice versa. Mm. So please contact us. And that again, that's one of the big mm. reasons why we want to spread the word because we are growing and we are changing. And of course, as a nonprofit, we're always seeking donations, grant opportunities, partnerships. And so certainly that's a way. But but deeper than that, our mission is inclusion. Mm. And so when we think about opportunities in the community, an example I like to use, let's say we have an outing to the library. So instead of us just going to the library, getting books and doing that, we want to be part of that book club, you know? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's full inclusion. Mm -hmm. And so how do we start that conversation, those relationships in the community where it isn't separate, Mm -hmm. but integrated, inclusive, joyful, that's a really amazing community when you have all these different individuals come together mm-hmm. and bringing their gifts to the community. Mm-hmm. So our participants work, volunteer, engage. They want to be part of the community. So when you ask, how can the community help? Let us be part of that community. To me, it sounds like some of the most important things to really emphasize and remember that it's not just a single instance of participation that matters. It's the continuous and the consistent participation and kind of integration of people that makes a difference. Absolutely. Integration, Mm -hmm. inclusion, uh, that's part of our mission. When a person wants to get involved in this, you know, say they're listening and they're like, this is it. This is the thing. I want to do it. Explain to me how that process would look a little bit if a person were to apply or wanted to donate or, you know, take a pick. It's as easy as going on our website. Mm -hmm. You can contact us through there. Please call me directly if you'd like. And you can reach me at 925-895-9125. I will answer directly (laughs) and I will call you back. And we are seeking to connect Mm -hmm. with a lot more organizations out there. Are there any events that Futures Explored might be hosting this year? Maybe anything that the public would be able to kind of go to and attend? We are. So like many nonprofits, we participate in Giving Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And so that's the social media where you can click on to typically Facebook or other media sites will be doing that. And that's a simple link to our webpage, futures-explore.org, and hit the donation button. And those proceeds will go to support community activities, more equipment, things that are directly beneficial to Mm -hmm. the program. And then the next big event that we have is January 30th, and it's in Livermore at the Bankhead. And we will be premiering a film that some have seen, but we will be supporting it. And it's called Hearts of Glass. Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing film that shows a variety of things. But the reason that we're showing this is it really tells the story of how you can have integrated employment. So instead of employing individuals with developmental disabilities, entry level, that's where they stay. No, this is how you can build it into your business. It's fully integrated, working side by side with opportunities for growth. But it really is bringing out 
of the whole organization, people's strengths and how we capitalize on it. It's an amazing film and we want people to come and watch it and get excited Mm -hmm. about what we can do around employment. Mm -hmm. And that's January 30th at the Bankhead in Livermore. More than anything right now, our community is in desperate need of a sense of togetherness and compassion. Everyone was hurt by the pandemic, and there's always one person or another who is in need of aid. If you, as a listener, are interested in volunteering or donating to Futures Explored, or really any of the organizations that we have brought into the show, don't hesitate to do your part in making a difference in our community. If you are listening on our website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or other audio streaming services, look at the description of the episode for links to all of the news stories we mentioned, as well as donation and volunteer links to the organization website. If you're listening through Instagram, check out the link in our bio for links to all of the nonprofits and businesses we have featured so far. We can wish for the world to get better as much as we want, but if we never take action ourselves, the struggles we face will continue to prevail. So before I end the interview, Karen, Letitia, is there anything else that you would like to tell the people that are listening in? Just if you have a moment, visit us Mm -hmm. on our website and look at the events that are coming up. And we hope to hear from you and hope to talk to you. So again, reach out. We're Mm -hmm. here and we would love to continue and build our community. Thank you for all the effort that you guys put into these programs and the time and the outings and just the level of effort put into the importance of inclusion in the community and bringing people together. I think that that's very important and I appreciate you both for being willing to come onto the show and talk about it. That's all that we have for you today and I appreciate each and every one of you for taking a moment to tune in for the show. Make sure to let us know what you think on Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn or on Facebook at thepress.net. You can also stay updated on the latest Contra Costa County happenings at www.thepress.net. This is your host, Caitlin Gleason, clocking out. <laughs>